Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hockey Jersey Addicts, the podcast and support group for the addicted hockey jersey fan to talk twill, wool, acrylic, and polyester. Join us as we share what we've learned and uncovered about the game of hockey through collecting, restoring, customizing, and selling hockey jerseys. Around here, no jersey is too small or too big, too new or game-worn, too loud or too proud. We see everyone as equal and explore a diverse range of topics ongoing in the hockey community. We'll also dive into the vault with hockey history, trivia, and reminisce as much as possible about the grails we've got, the thrift store finds, and the watchlist wants. So put on some polyester, give us a listen, and if you like what you hear and want more, make sure to subscribe and follow us on your podcast station and social media of choice at Hockey Jersey Addicts. And remember, you miss 100% of the jerseys you don't collect. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 2 of Hockey Jersey Addicts. In this episode, we sit down with a jersey addict who has a particular love for the retro era of hockey jerseys. And I know this because not only have they been spending time sharing news and leading discussions about the NHL's reverse retro jerseys on social media, but his own personal collection and those he likes to sell online definitely favor the late 80s and early 90s era of hockey. So stay tuned for my discussion with Twill and Polyester, a Long Island native growing up around a hockey dynasty who now calls Spain his home. We discuss some of the rumors circulating around the reverse retro jerseys, including how, regardless of the designs, they will most likely be worn during rivalry games between the two clubs facing off. And given Twill and Polyester's Long Island heritage, I thought before we got into the interview, I'd spend a few minutes going over the Rangers-Islanders rivalry and the role Dennis Potvin had in creating a Rangers chant that is still echoing around Madison Square Garden, even greater parts of New York. And it's been 40 years. And this year, I think he has more weapons to work with in the bullpen, including the man on the mound right now. He can go a few innings. One one. The Rangers and Islanders have four Stanley Cups apiece, but their journeys as franchises to those cup rings were completely different. The Rangers won their first cup a year after they came into the NHL, in a league with only six teams for the next 34 years. Until the 1960s expansion, they saw their names on the cup only two more times, their last coming in 1940, before another long drought of 54 years when in 94 the Rangers knocked off the Vancouver Canucks and caused a celebration across the better part of New York City and the first of a few rides for Vancouver. When the New York Islanders came into the league in 1972, they did not win a cup in their second season. In a time when the league played 78 games, the Islanders won 12 in their first year. But by being just so terrible in that first season, they were able to draft Dennis Potvin first overall, in 1973. This Islander lifer was an absolute unit with skill and power who would be the rookie of the year, a three-time Norris Trophy winner, seven-time All-Star, and all-around pest for the Rangers fans for his entire 15-year career. Eight years after entering the NHL, the Islanders won their first of what would be four straight Stanley Cups. 
and the Islanders dominated. That last cup, yeah, they won that with Potvin, Trottier, Nystrom, Smith, and Bossy, sweeping Gretzky, Messier, Fuhr, Curry, Anderson, Lowe, and Coffey. I still shake my head thinking about how that finals had 11 Hall of Famers in it. That's just crazy. So the Islanders start off getting crushed and laughed at by the Rangers fans, who are many years removed from their own cup win. But then the Islanders start dominating the league, seemingly winning cups at will. And so the fan bases are close geographically, but they've experienced success and heartache at completely different times. And the stadiums? Packed. First with the Rangers fans in the Coliseum, then the Islanders head to the MSG. With the two fan bases so close geographically and so much raw, unapologetic history, the arguments found their way off the ice and into the stands. It really started on February 25th in 1979. Pop Van and the Rangers' top scorer, Alf Nielsen, were headed toward the corner for a loose puck, and Pop Van laid a huge hit on Nielsen that wound up breaking his ankle and ending his season arguably his career. Potvan became Rangers' fan most wanted, choosing to see the play as a dirty hit despite Nielsen himself saying it wasn't. Two months later, the teams meet in the playoffs and despite the Islanders finishing 25 points ahead of the Rangers and 21 clear of anyone in their division, and being the number one team in hockey, the Rangers upset the Islanders. In the Islanders' four cup wins, they had to go through the Rangers in the playoffs three straight times. Suddenly, the Islanders had more cup wins in a row than the Rangers had as a franchise. The superiority of New York had shifted, and the Islanders fans let them hear it. They were chanting 1940. And I mean, even the following year in 84, the Islanders were still rolling. This is when they set their NHL record 19th straight playoff series win en route to their fifth straight Stanley Cup Finals berth by knocking off, you guessed it, the Rangers. I mean, it had to be tough to be with the Rangers that long as a player, constantly competitive and constantly losing to the Islanders, let alone how their fans must have felt, right? Well. I looked it up and Rangers player Dave Maloney, who played there from 74 to 85, when asked about the 1940s chant, had this to say in an interview with NBC. What bothered me more was the chili chant. It may have been Wendy's at the time, and if the Islanders scored five goals, you got free chili the next day. And of course, they rang it up. They'd score 10. So every time we would go back in there, it would be chili, chili. And you'd be like, oh god, this sucks. So yeah, it does sound pretty brutal back then. And in 1985, a recording company called Face Off Records pressed to vinyl a song called Pot Van Sucks. I mean, man. So anyway, this brings me to 1994. Messier is now with the Rangers after four cups of his own with the Oilers, 
And with the help of just some great players like Brian Leach, Mike Richter, and Adam Graves, the Rangers are able to leap to the top of the standings, capturing the President's Trophy, and get a first-round playoff matchup with who? That's right, the Islanders. The result this time? A sweep. But by who? The Rangers. They outscored Ron Hextall and the Islanders 22-3. They capture their first cup, they celebrate, and the chant, led by Adam Graves and what echoes around Madison Square Garden, Oh man, what a rivalry, eh? So in the years since, there's been a lot more games, chants, and even another Vancouver riot. I can't wait to hear what the fans come up with next, but one thing that will remain in New York for years to come will be the Pot Fan Sucks chant. Alright, so with that, let's head from talking about across-the-bridge rivalry to across-the-pond to Spain and chat with our Islanders fan over there, Twill and Polyester, about the reverse retro jerseys, test his trivia on the Islanders, and share more stories of why we love hockey jerseys and the game of hockey. Today, I am so happy to be joined by one of my favorite jersey sellers and vendors and fellow addicts out there, TJ, aka Twill and Polyester. TJ, say hello to all of our listeners out there today. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You've been somebody that uh, I found out early on about when I started collecting and You've not only got some amazing jerseys for sale on um, your website through eBay on your page, but also, you know, you post so many through Instagram for us to enjoy. And um, you also love to take care of jerseys and rehab jerseys and stuff like that. So you've given me some advice and I really appreciate it. So I can't wait to dive into all of these things with you over the course of the episode. But I also just want to start with getting to know who you are and how you came into this addiction like me. And I know you're, you were born in the States, in Long Island area, but mm-hmm. now you live in Spain. So just yeah. give us a brief history of how you ended up across the pond and <laughs> where hockey fit into all of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. The, um, well, oof, I guess like anybody else that um, that's into hockey, it starts at a young age. It really does. Um, you know, when you're three, four, strapping on a pair of skates and going out, playing hockey, street hockey, ice hockey, whatever it is. When I was a kid, well, my, I grew up on Long Island, like you said, and, and the team there, the Islanders, man, it was, it was huge back in the early, mid to late 80s. It was just huge. It was, it exploded and camps, hockey camps everywhere and hockey this hockey that so yeah, oh hell we, yeah we, that was like the huge era of rivalry between like 
arguably the greatest team ever assembled with the Oilers versus oh, the other yeah. greatest team ever assembled <laughs> with the Islanders. What a oh, time. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. And that's what got us into hockey. So me and my older brother, we, I think it was uh, Kentiak Park or something, and they had this uh, midget league, or I don't even know, I don't even remember the exact uh, league or whatever. But it was just uh, going out there, playing, having fun. And I remember playing for maybe two years or something, and just just loving every bit of it. It was great. And then from that, it just you, I just loved the game. Just. Uh, a segue maybe into collecting hockey cards, maybe early oh, yeah. on that started with that. And I think with a lot of guys too. And then, you know, you, you get, you grow up looking at the pictures, the jerseys, the uniforms, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want a hockey card too. So yeah, as you get older, you start uh, digging the jerseys and if you can get one for Christmas or something you you beg your parents to get you one but that's yeah that's how it started for me I'm reminded and I'm like so did you get to collect cards like I did where it like came with the really cardboard flavored and rigidity yeah, uh, yeah. gum inside and stuff yeah. like that yeah the and, inedible <laughs> oh god they just the broke apart gum. and dissolved in your mouth <laughs> as soon as you put them in and stuff it was like yeah and that last card always had like the dust on it so it's like yeah oh, that's not a good card <laughs> <laughs> or it was stuck to the last card and you try to peel off all the pieces yeah <laughs> and you try and to <laughs> and God, you got God. to go to games growing up too, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. That started, uh, let me think. I think it was late 80s, actually. I was young. Um, uh, not even 10. And I think my dad, through his business, uh, was able to get season tickets. And he shared it with other guys. So, you know, they're expensive. So you got to share the costs. So we shared them right. think, with two two or three uh, family members and we just divvied them up, you know, every year get together, pull a number out of a hat and see who picks first and gets that extra game, <laughs> you know, and, and just divvy them up. And yeah, that's how it started. I went, uh, I remember going, it was uh, the first couple of years was the nosebleeds up in the 300s uh, section of the Coliseum and watching the Kings, the anybody, the Leafs, the Canucks coming through. They were they were good at that time, and yeah, it was uh, memories, man. These memories that that'll live live on for life, really. And then I went on through, let's see, into the '90s, because '90s basically is when the jerseys really started coming in. Because nobody, if you even look at the cards, like nobody wears was wearing the hockey jerseys back then in the stands it just wasn't a thing right and then i suppose in the early 90s is when they were really pushing them and trying to you know make more income from from jersey sales that's when they really got popular and then that's when I, it started with me i remember buying my first one it was uh i think it was the the road blue islanders jersey and oh nice yeah and no no you know what that jersey <laughs> this is a story my one one of these games that we went to, uh, my dad was taking me to, to. He took me to the game, and we were late. We were getting there after work. He was uh, 
uh, uh, coming straight from work and we were 20, 30 minutes late. We walk into the place running in, you know, trying to get to the seat. And uh, I don't know if you remember back in, back then they had um, programs. They used oh, to sell sure. programs yeah. with the lineups and stuff. Yeah. So the guy, the vendor is like, yeah, you know, doing this thing, you know, program for sale, whatever. And, and he stops my dad. He's like, yo, just stop here for a second. Stop. I got something for you. And my dad's like, what, what, what are you talking about? He pulls out one of the programs and he gives it to him. He's like, all right, you got to buy this. And my dad gets it. And he's like, okay, look inside. And, and inside, in every game, um, there was a contest. Uh, and fans um, would shoot the puck into the net, that, you know, from center ice yeah. or the blue line. All right, so my, my dad buys the, the program. The guy's like, okay, open it up. And, and sure enough, is the ticket for that. Like, he, he won the chance to shoot the puck into the net. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, at the, between the first and second period, you got to go down to the gate and you got to, you know, you got to go down there and they bring you out on the ice and he's explaining the whole thing. And so my, my dad goes down. I, he left me in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... You'll be fine. I'm a parent. I'll be safe with you until hockey's on the line, and then you're by yourself. <laughs> exactly. So he goes, all right. He goes down, and he's on the ice, and there's my dad. I couldn't believe it. They're on center ice, and he's there taking a shot. He missed the net by a mile, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. And he he got a jersey for free. That, that was like the compensation. That nice. They give you a jersey, and you can keep the jersey. And that was mine. That was my jersey. I inherited that from, from him that night. Yeah. That, that's ex that's exactly what we love on this podcast. <laughs> that is so awesome. That's and, my first jersey, yeah. Yeah, so man, what a cool way of like <laughs> starting the the collection. I mean, you you were hooked from day 1, man. There oh, was yeah. no way you were no going chance. back after that kind of story. <laughs> no, no chance. And so did you just kind of like keep adding to the collection once you like were old enough to afford it and was it all just mm. islanders 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 or was it more like 90s 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 well uh at first it was it was islanders it was all islanders because like um a few years after not even like two years later it was the 93 stanley cup eastern final run that they went on that miracle year and oh yeah that from that point I was just totally hooked and it was all Islanders then, but um, I'm trying to think my second or third Jersey probably was the, not the fisherman because by the time the fisherman came out, I was like just after the demographic they were trying to rope in. Cause like, I, I'm thinking like they, they thought it would be for the kids, right? Like uh -huh. um, 12 and under 15 and under something like that. So I was like 16 or something at the time. So I, I hated it. I hated the fishermen. I was so anti-fishermen. Like Royal Islanders fans, man. That yeah, thing, oh. yeah, exactly. So the, yeah, that was like protests and everything. <laughs> I never forget that. But yeah, I hated it. So I remember going to games and people would be like, you got to buy the New Jersey. I'm like, no, no, old school, always, always uh, original islanders logo forever you know and, and then sure enough two years later they brought the original logo back and when they did that i think i bought that you know that wave pattern yeah the blue wave the one yeah yeah with the original logo so i think that was like my next purchase when i was st started working and could save up enough just to just to buy one of those yeah 
for sure. And then after that, it was um, probably I got into buying and collecting late 90s, I would say late 90s and started collecting some. Uh, back then, I, I never really bought the new stuff because I always kind of felt the new stuff was like a little, not not if it was ridiculous, but it was just a little too, I don't know, too loud or whatever it was. So I, I always went for the traditional look, even back then. So I think the the first jersey I, I got that wasn't uh, an Islanders one was probably the old Sabres jersey. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the, the normal the shirt blue. one, like the blue and yeah. yellow one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and, and that... with the Islanders jersey, man, I always thought that that one looked the most like an original six team that wasn't mm-hmm. an original six team. It's just yeah. so classic. Like you can't mess yeah. with that logo too much, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's like it's got its oddities for sure. But I always said like a, an inside joke with my with my family or whatever. My uncles were huge Islanders fans too. Is that the the thing was designed? The logo was designed in the seventies, which was like the height of the smiley face kind of thing oh. and i was like what's with the islander smiley face logo why does it look like a smiley face and they were like yeah it's true but you know it's, it's you know you gotta it's the islanders it's it's you know it's the map of long island you, you gotta love it it's it's home you know so it's like yeah but <laughs> so i think that's how they got the idea or maybe it was like subliminal that they used the smiley face kind of look to it but yeah it's a a classic design that's definitely a thing that happens is you can kind of see what era a jersey Mm -hmm. is from based off just the design like something will just scream 70s at you right away uh because of like the ugly teal and yellow combos back then or like you know (laughs) so same with jerseys i mean there there was a time and place and it's just funny how now the ones that we all hated are kind of ones that now we all covet because it's yeah, uh, it's kind of fun to hate the ugly it's or true. embrace it, you know? Yeah, and, and now I, I own, I think, about four or five fisherman jerseys, I have to admit. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're a fisherman friend, huh? I, I actually like it now. It's now it's nostalgia. Now it's like oh the old days, but I, I hated it when it was when it came out first. But yeah, it's it's a throwback now. So yeah, I I have a few. Yeah, I'd say so. But hey, man, that's kind of like me as the Bucks <laughs> fan. I am. I could yeah. probably try to justify to somebody why I have like five spaghetti skates, but no one will really right. understand. No, you know? no, no, no. And I don't no. need you to understand. <laughs> it's no, like... no. Each one is different. It's like a kid, you know? They all might look the same, but they're all different in their own way. <laughs> totally. And I want to ask you about this reverse retro thing going on in the league right now. I'm a for those yeah. of you out there that are <laughs> unfamiliar as Jersey fans, we're all kind of looking over uh, the latest news that might be released about this announcement that most teams, if not all next year are going to do like a reverse retro mm-hmm. hockey Jersey. And they're either going to be used in games kind of against each other for certain purposes, maybe like for a rivalry purpose, 
or mm -hmm. maybe as like a one-off thing. The rumors keep flying around as to when they'll be busted out during the season, but yeah. they are rumored to be actual jerseys that will be worn, which is different than what my initial reaction was when I heard, oh, reverse retro, oh, this screams 90s starter <laughs> fashion jersey. Yes. So these will actually be worn. And I'm very curious, mm -hmm. like now that we know that that's really going to be busted out on the ice, what yeah. kind of designs we're going to see from teams from over the years. And the yeah. obvious place to start is with the Islanders and the Fishermen. Cause I think that's a, that's like the most iconic retro Jersey that they have. Um, yeah. So I want to talk to you about your thoughts on the Islanders take on what they might do. And then also what other rumors you've heard out there or what you might like to see out of any certain clubs and stuff okay. like that. So, hmm. yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. Cause I, I, I kind of thought about what the Islanders could do with it, but honestly, as a reverse color, there's really not another color unless they do like teal. Uh, Cause it was home in a way. It wasn't a third just like what right. the ducks are supposed to do. Right. The ducks, are going to do the wild wing in an arch. That's what everyone says, yep. So, but the Islanders had a road and a home version of the Fisherman, so it's like, what can they do with it? An orange version? A, a teal version? So it's like, I don't know, I saw a concept out there that they kind of switched up the um, teal sleeve, you know, where the sleeve bottom is teal, with white, and then they kind of made it look a little bit like their current home jersey where it's white on the bottom of the sleeve so i saw that concept and i thought ah, that could be something that they would do but i, I don't know like our our generation like it's for it's for our generation basically is how i look at it it's like for the kids group who grew up in the 90s and you know we're following the team for forever and now all these retro throwbacks that they've been doing the you know winter classic and whatever throwback jerseys they were pre-90 style right yeah. like the, the especially winter classic they, they're going back to the 60s and before right it's so, like a, it's a callback on purpose in that regard yeah, yeah right so this is like a chance to kind of give our generation a little throwback kind of love and give us something that we can buy i suppose right <laughs> so, yeah Part of what's so hard about this is like there's no, there's no like there's set no rule rules yeah, that have no. been established. Like we're gonna take a design and f like invert the colors, and that's gonna be what right. it is. Like if but you we don't knew know what, even that, uh, you could speculate yeah. so much easier than right now because it's just like switch up colors, put a different patch on. Right. I'm wearing my fisherman. I'm wondering if they reverse retro the fisherman so that the shoulder patch, which is the lighthouse, would about be that. more yeah. like the crest, and then the shoulders would be the fisherman. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I actually, I love that logo. That logo is is way better than the fisherman. Dude, a I lot of love said, the lighthouse. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I actually, I bought a hoodie back in the day with that on the front. It's like a big giant twill. Nice. crest of the lighthouse and it's it's just a hoodie though but i would i would love to see that on the front that would be great yeah for sure it would yeah, be kind of funny if uh what happened is like they made a a fisherman and it faced off against a whaler <laughs> <laughs> or like a fisherman that like looks like the like 
you know, fish stick guy or the Gordon's guy. And mm. it's like against the Johnny Canuck of Vancouver or something that cool. like that. <laughs> it, yeah. It's fun too to think about when and under what circumstances these would bust out because, yeah. you know, like I would love to see the wild wing out there. I think that's a, a foregone conclusion in most people's minds. I hope um, so. It actually looks good. I think it looks good in orange. It yeah. Does. And I just wonder like, who would they use it against? Like, when yeah, would they the wear it? Is it like yeah. going to be a rivalry thing when they play the Sharks or something? I or, yeah, I saw that. I, I saw. I forget where I saw that. I don't know if it was the you know aesthetics. The Chris uh, over there in aesthetics, he's pretty much on top. He's on top of he that. Is, he's man. plugged in, and I and I follow him. So whatever news I get, I usually get from him. But. Yeah, he, I think it was him, and he said that it was supposed to be for rivalry games. But he wasn't the only one. I think I saw either in Twitter or maybe also on Instagram that the, someone also mentioned like a beat rider or somebody like this. They, they said that it would be rival as well. So I, I think that's, that's gained some traction on that. And so if that's the case, then like I said, if the Islanders had the white, because you're going to have to have a white, in that case, right? Two teams mm -hmm. facing off against each other. So the Rangers in whatever blue, I'm, I'm probably thinking the reverse of their uh, maybe 70s jersey, but I don't know, who knows? Like their, their 90s jersey was actually a different stripe pattern to what they're wearing today. So maybe they go back to their, their 90s True. jersey and switch it up but, and, and the Devils. So if they have the two contrasting you know white versus dark and then vice versa maybe blue versus red with devils devils rangers that could work so yeah that kind of makes sense especially when we saw the the penguins white version right right so and it looks yeah. a lot like a kind of like a inverted baseball script of pittsburgh because like that's a fun thing to think about too is like will they go a road of up, incorporating uh, like a different um, part of the history, like, cause you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins have always just been the Pittsburgh Penguins, but there was a team in Pittsburgh called the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. And yeah. now there's a baseball team called the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. Uh, and so it's always interesting if they'll allow clubs to borrow past from the history. Cause it's, you know, in Vancouver's case, they've worn the Vancouver millionaires Jersey before, mm. even though those two franchises are technically not the same. Right, that's true. I wonder if the Avalanche, they've kind of already done this in the past with some of their stadium series jerseys. Like They've kind of borrowed generously from the logo of the Colorado Rocky. It's mm. like, these are different clubs, but they're in the same city, so they borrow from each other. And it's kind of like, I wonder what could happen in that regard then too. Because yeah, sure. my my initial thought is like something will be done with the devil's Jersey. That is like an invert of maybe their Christmas tree Jersey. Mm. Uh, but also it would be cool if they borrowed from their past, you know, club. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Well, you know what? The other rumor flying around, I, I never put it up because uh, I, I don't know how, how reliable or true it is, but the other one was the San Jose you mentioned before, but they, I saw um, like a seals version yeah, uh, shark seals jersey. Okay, you saw that. So yeah, that's a, yeah what you're kind of going down in that direction. So if they can do that, then yeah, in the seventies even that goes back to. So yeah, it would be pretty back, cool. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that doesn't limit you to the 90s because so far the only things we've seen are, are 90s. So, yeah, that yeah, would open and it up some more. I think it would be cool if it had some kind of like underlying theme to it just because one of the cooler things I've seen the NHL do was when they had the 75th anniversary in 92 and they had a concentrated oh, yeah. effort for everyone to wear the 75 patch, but they also had the foresight of being like, you know what would be really cool when the original six teams play each other, let's yeah. have them wear a throwback Jersey from way earlier in the league. Yeah. And I think like, that's such a smart concept do something like that with this reverse retro. So the idea that it would be against rivalries, I like that idea. If we could also see some kind of theme around it where it's like, oh, and every team also is doing a callback in this way, it would be like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And I think that could really help with like people buying them because one oh, yeah. of the things I love about buying them is being able to explain like the design choices and the history of it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. And bringing it back to like the hundredth anniversary season, I think the NHL missed a big opportunity. They hugely with that one. missed that. Yeah, the, yeah, they only got the patch, and that was it. No, man, it sucked. Like, I'm really yeah. bummed about that. I, I'll, the only thing I'll say that was good about that was really the Montreal Canadiens. They yeah. decided, you know what? <laughs> Screw what the NHL is doing. We're gonna do a heritage set over a couple seasons for our 100th anniversary. And exactly. I was like, that'll make your fans really happy. And if the NHL is not on board to do something like that for the 100 year, I 100% I agree with you. I was just like, man, you oh, missed yeah, the boat there totally. completely. Yeah, and they really hit a home run with those 91, 92 jerseys. And it's just like, ever since then, it's like they didn't do any, they didn't really even promote those back then. It was just one of those things that like, oh yeah, tonight they're going to play in their retro uniforms. Okay, great. And that, and that was it. So they didn't really produce them for mass sale, right? So no. it's like, if you find them today, it's like, whew, you got to bust out the savings account, you know? You do. Let's buy one of those. Call so. the bank, see if you can delay the mortgage payment 31 <laughs> exactly, years, you know, yeah. it's a, like that. Exactly. I, I hear you on that. That's actually my, uh, like total grail set yeah. is like the whole, um, yeah. 92 callbacks, the turn back the clocks. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I'm trying to collect the original six plus the all-star game one, but it's kind of like, I don't know if you went through these stages of addiction, where like you kind of go for what you can afford to right. get the set. So what oh, yeah. I've done is basically I have now like all of the turn back the clocks, but CCM reps and mm -hmm. I want to go authentic, but it's like eight times the price for yeah. any one of those oh, yeah. times six. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's just like, how much do I, of the collection do I want to purge to to like try to do that? Because also right. it's just really hard to justify. But they're grails, yeah. so you know, you know, you got to go for them if you get the chance. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to like figure out how you don't get divorced or left or don't need to eat ramen for two months or whatever. Right. So I was just gonna say, if you're gonna trade in your current collection for for those. 
it's like, okay, honey, I, I got rid of my hundred something jerseys and now I only have six. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you spend it for sure. <laughs> Look at like, how much uh, closet space I gave you back. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> well, it's the same price, but who cares, right? Right. Yeah, but, I'm still I'm still limping because my wallet's lighter on one side, but that's not important. Right. Yeah, totally. I, I myself, I never really went towards collecting the sets of things. I don't know why. I, I just went after like um, the authentics were always by far the the best thing to go for for me yeah. because the, the replica compared to the authentic it just doesn't compare quality is so, night and day yeah yeah even back in 10 15 years ago when they still made the replicas in in canada they were good quality but they just weren't the same and then now forget it forget it you can't even buy a, an authentic jersey that they wear on the ice anymore so you have to kind of wait and try to find one that maybe pops up on the internet or if you find one in the local team store or something and you're going to pay a dear price for for a made in Canada Adidas jersey so yeah it's now you kind of appreciate the the authentics when they were available for sure yeah <laughs> but yeah i never really went towards the collecting the the collection that is, uh, that's probably a great segue into our next segment here where we like to ask our guests uh, to do a little bit of a trivia, a little bit of what's in their watch list and maybe who ah, their favorite okay. player is. So, hey, TJ, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, because we're on the subject of buying and selling and grails mm. and, and stuff. Do you got any jerseys in your watch list right now? In my watch list? My watch list is always full. <laughs> I always have to delete things from my watch list because it's always over a hundred. But um, I was checking. Let me think. Well, you know what's popped up recently are those um, LA Kings Stadium Series ones that, uh -huh. for whatever reason, the Kings decided to offload their overstock of their team jersey because it's the Canadian-made Adidas, and they are popping up in, in Ross outlets across the States. I don't know if you heard about this. Damn. Yeah. No, I didn't like, know that. Yeah. For like 20 bucks. So these Holy dudes are, are, yeah, these dudes are buying these things for 20 bucks and flipping them on eBay for two or 300. So yeah, but that's, uh, I've been watching those. I bought myself uh, one of those because, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those uh, one-off jerseys that, you know, it's, it's the Canadian made one and it's, it's just going to be rare in, in short time. So, dimples, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the deep dimples, That's not right. those fake dimples. But <laughs> <laughs> when, on my watch list, I think the, the biggest item on my watch list um, is probably like um, an authentic Tampa Bay Lightning Storm jersey. Oh, my God. Movies. Oh, you like, so I don't even want to know how much that is because I'm still trying to get a CCM rep of that. Like, I'm I'm proud of myself. I have a Pooh Bear in the mail. Finally. I finally wow, tracked down the Pooh Bear. Cool. But yeah. I'm still after that storm. But those things are yeah. immensely expensive. Yeah. The, so yeah, that's amazing that now. it even exists. Like, it's just so yeah. nice to know that it surfaced. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Well, I suppose after the um, championship, somebody wants to kind of cash in. But it's um, 
Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I think it's about listed at seven or eight hundred bucks or something like that. So it's yeah, it's it's up there. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's a great design. I, again, at a time, at that time, that era, I didn't like it. You know, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was you know, uh, one of these uh, ridiculous cartoonish looking things. Like yeah. I, Back then, I even hated the Ducks jersey because it just the Ducks logo was all cartoon. It was for kids, and I was like, "No, nah, this that's terrible." You know, you, you can't like that stuff. So, but now I like it. It's nostalgia. So, coming back twenty years later, you know, you appreciate it. And in the era, it was different, and it's off the wall. But yeah, that's a, a unique design to say the least <laughs> for sure i think that's what's kind of interesting about the whole jersey market mm. now is like i'm old enough to afford the things that i kind of wanted as a kid but knew i'd never right. like get and now i'm like and now you have to pay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah to so pay you know it. the real problem here is my parents didn't satisfy my immediate yeah. needs as a kid because it would have saved us as a family so much money so you know <laughs> no. exactly. uh, well it's my yeah. turn I, i'm gonna pump your tires a little bit too you've Go got ahead. like you've got some um michelin ness and also some uh mm -hmm. some tbtcs up on your site so mm -hmm. i i'm a huge fan of what you've got i I can't say I'm enjoying looking at that Boston logo too much, but I love that jersey that you've got up there. <laughs> you've also got the Detroit one, which I think is a sweet callback to the Cougars. And mm. the cool thing about the Cougars is they're called the Cougars because they moved from Victoria, right. uh, which is out west. So I've got a connection to that one, like okay. I needed a reason. Right. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I think my all-time favorite right now that I'm looking at, though, is um, this Deadstock one you've got with the new with tags Pro 5499 Red NHL All-Star Game. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that's, yeah. like, just tugging on my heartstrings right now for oh. uh, Wayne Gretzky because, yeah. like, that was also the last All-Star Game year. he was in. Mm -hmm. He was MVP that year. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just kind of, like, the, that one that you can kind of celebrate his career on if you're a big uh, oh, yeah. just that's overall fan, you know, yeah. like I am. So uh, that's just, like, three boxes of mine. All-Star Game, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> history. Wow. So I'm just, like, a big fan of seeing that out there. So, oh, great. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I've got touching on Mitchell and Ness. I, I have, I'm curious, what, what's your opinion on, on their, on their, yeah, jersey? it seems to be kind of split. Like either people think mm. it's like, oh, I love the quality and I love the weight, or it's like, uh, yeah, but it's kind of like, I'd rather have the CCM authentic. And I'm like, well, right. in the middle, it's kind of more affordable. They also, I think, I like the heavy. So I, mm -hmm. I think when I wear that weight, it feels really good. The thing that's really strange about Mitchell and Ness to me is like their sizing is just so whack. Like the measurements <laughs> of them right. are so different than others. So it's kind of like yeah. funny how one time I was like, whoa, I don't care that that's like a little bit big. I'm getting the Dave Tiger Williams flying V 
Absolutely. And then I wear it and it's yeah. a freaking <laughs> tablecloth on me. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? It's not uh, to the knees, right? That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, with, with that one, it's great because you can shorten it up and there you go. You, you, you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about the stripes or anything. You got that big V on the top and that's it. Yeah. So actually, that's a good question. Like, uh, we're kind of going off the script here, but I'm I'm definitely keen <laughs> to know that like you just said, yeah, you shorten it, no problem. Because like I've messaged you before, I'm like, dude, this smells like the inside of some 1970s wood paneling basement ashtray. How do I get the smoke <laughs> out of this thing? And you're like, no problem, just do this. So, yeah. you know, like, at what point in the addiction did the sewing machine come into play and all of that stuff? Because oh. like I'm I'm kind of curious, like. Me, one of the reasons I love collecting is because I love restoring things just in general. I love Mm -hmm. seeing something that was neglected by somebody else or thrown up for super cheap thinking like someone will use this in a pickup game and like Mm -hmm. throwing it in the OxyClean bath and, you know, then (laughs) giving it some treatment and patching it up and making Mm -hmm. someone's day. So Mm -hmm. where where do you fit in all of that with the restoration slash care for the jersey um i'm pretty much all in for washing the heck out of everything making sure it's clean one of the things that i that i learned in in the process of buying stuff collecting stuff i'm sure you've run into it too Uh, buying things that that have dog hair cat hair uh people hair, <laughs> all kinds of things all over the jersey. And it's like you get it in the mail and it's like, for God's sake, wash your clothes. Right. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You want me to buy from you again, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, what is this? And so, no, I, I'm, these things are, are tanks. I mean, really, these jerseys are meant to be washed a hundred times and still keep going. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not shy. You just got to be careful with... Um, what you're doing in the machines and stuff like that. Obviously you don't want to bend things and, you know, mess them up beyond repair, but no, wash them up, put them in the, you know, put them in the proper, in the proper things with proper soap and stuff that you don't use bleach, you know, because <laughs> that's one thing people sometimes do is take a white Jersey and throw it in the machine with bleach. But that's like, that's the worst thing to do. Yeah, the amount of times I see a perfectly good jersey with a rumpled crest because they put it in the dryer, and I'm like, oh, my God. Right, or with fabric softener. You wash it with fabric softener, that's it. It's it's done. But, yeah, that's all. Just keep it up and keep keep the jersey clean. Don't do anything crazy. Simpler the better. Uh, but as far as, like, um, I don't know how you call it, like um, tailoring the jersey maybe is a uh-huh. good word. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. As long as like you're planning on keeping it for a while. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like, why not? If it's for you, you can you know make it your own. You can customize it the way you want. Yeah, I've I've bought a like what you talked about. I've bought a, a beater and and tried to dress it up. Like recently, I got a um, Nashville Predator mustard jersey. That's exactly you know? the one I was going to mention. Yeah. I'm doing some repairs <laughs> so, on one right now too. So yeah, I, I yeah. got one of those without a crest. So I, I bought it blank for, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. And then I found a crest on, on the internet for another 20 bucks maybe. And bam, I've got a, a beater Nashville Pred mustard for 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm happy. So let's Hell see. Yeah. Why not. yeah. 
Yeah, I had the same problem where I I found one where like I guess because of the way they washed it, you know, on that mustard cat, they've got Nashville sublimated right under yeah. where the collar finishes. Someone had yeah. made it so like their jersey had pretty much completely washed that off. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the jersey was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just took the crests off that one. And I'm now trying to find basically what you did, like a blank one that's beat to crap, but might have mm-hmm. like the right components to kind of put it together, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it for me too, is sometimes like I'm looking at what I have in my collection and I'm like justifying the fact that I know <laughs> I have like a completely useless mustard cat at the end of the day, but right. I'll still get like the amount of money I paid just to make one properly out of the two I paid individually is still cheaper. Oh, and yeah. maybe, you know, I want to customize it one day. I can take material mm. from the other one and use it as nameplate bar and stuff like that. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I've done something similar with like um, the old Burger King jerseys and stuff. You know, yeah. trying to salvage the crest off of one and use the patches off of another. And, you know, so yeah. Uh, but now that we have Burger King everywhere, you can buy Burger King in in uh, eBay for I don't know, a hundred bucks, a hundred and twenty bucks, or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> those days are long gone. <laughs> you can sell a Burger King jersey for two hundred bucks. Yep. But totally. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's another example of the whole question you asked me about Mitchell and Ness, like they're kind of helping bring back some of those styles that I think no one else was really going to make. So, you know, even though it's not the DCM rep or on ice authentic or whatever, it's like pretty Mm -hmm. sweet that they make them to what it was as best Mm -hmm. as they can most of the time. So. I, I yeah. give them credit though. I, I, I appreciate the, the workmanship that went into that, even if they're long, because I, I think I told you actually, and we we were talking about the same thing, I think, for a little while. And and what they did, what while Mitchell and Nessa's mission statement is to make the most accurate reproduction possible, right? So what they did is they took a 70s jersey, and it was probably some random team player whatever and they they took one of those and and just took the template off of it and it happened to be one of these uh uh one of i think it was a flyers guy i think it was either schultz or something like this and it just happened to be a guy who was really big (laughs) an enforcer and i think the story is that the guys just used the mitchell and us used that template for all their hockey Wow. So that's why that's why their templates are like four inches longer than they should be, <laughs> and and whatever. So that's that's the story that I heard. And, I never and, knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, actually when I went to the Mitchellness store in Philly one time, and I talked to the guy about it, and he's like, uh, I asked him about the hockey and whatever, and, and he got into the story. And he told me, yeah, I, I was able to get the this jersey from the. I think he got it from the either the hall of fame or something like that and he was able to inspect it and, and take his measurements and stuff so it was an interesting conversation <laughs> for sure because oh, this guy sure. was doing those yeah those jerseys back um 20 years ago i want to say now it had to be 2000 when mitchell Ness started doing those vintage throwbacks yeah so if you if you remember that's when the nhl started doing the program they they also did a vintage program 
I don't know if you remember early 2000s, like 2002 or three, I want to say. And the, it was weird. It was kind of like a, they almost tried to repeat the 93, but they, the 92, I should say. And they, and they kind of picked teams that included the original six plus like the next six, the expansion six. So I think it was like St. Louis. Uh, I know the, the Rangers, the Kings. They they all kind of had like their throwback, and they did it like only once or two twice a season. That se- that games that season to to wear those. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I'm like glad, but also concerned that you just told me that because it's like great. Do I really need another set to collect? <laughs> I, I do right. love that idea. So now yeah, I'm no, like, crap. All right, that's because that was more or less that was the vintage craze. That's when the craze like was born. That's when the throwback thing was going on. That's when the the Minnesota All Star Game had that old school kind of vibe. Oh, that nice, yeah. That it was, was all that era. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was an awesome one. Yeah, that's one of the best. Yeah, because it has like sure. the sweater kind of like frilled yeah. collar to it you know which is and, so and awesome. the letters are they're all felt it was yeah. the first jersey with felt on it yeah so that was cool yeah and i've, I've got one of those too for sale actually <laughs> yeah i was actually trying to find it while we were talking about it because i have yes. that as a rep and i was so bummed when i bought it because i knew one of the reasons i loved the jersey was for the sweater collar and then i was oh. so i was just so bummed out that the rep is just like sublimated like final lettering and it's not even like felt at all and i was like well shoot so that's horrible yeah it's too bad that they cut that part out because that's totally the main reason why i wanted it Uh, (laughs) but shame on me you know uh so hey minnesota all-star game fans guess what i've got for sale (laughs) right exactly Um, all right tj i want to I want to ask you some trivia because some of the things that you've been talking about make me think you might breeze through this no problem. But uh, oh, okay. other parts, like, you know, <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. Let's see how well he really knows it. So uh, I've got three questions for you. If you get two out of three right, you win uh, a prize from our sponsor. Unfortunately, we have no sponsors right now. So I'll probably just send you some thread or a patch or some OxyClean or something. That's uh, perfect. No problem. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, it's really just different every time. It's always just three questions, though. And I think just based on what we've been talking about, you may not need this uh, as a multiple choice. Um, So we're just Mm going to get into it here. So the first question for you is Islanders jersey related, okay? Mm -hmm. So after the success of the 1980s and the four Stanley Cups of the Islanders, the Islanders start to incorporate this four Stanley Cup thing into their jersey designs in the form of something four. So mm-hmm. do you happen to know the two ways that the Islanders have done that in their jerseys since mm-hmm. the 80s? Yeah, let's see. The first time, I think, was after the, the Wave jersey. They retired the Wave jersey and went to the traditional striping pattern with uh, updated colors i think it was with the navy blue so with that first one they, they put that well in all those jerseys after they, they put the patch on the shoulder with the four lines there you go 
Yeah. And then the second time. Uh-huh. Uh the second time was let me think. I don't know if they first did it in the third jersey after the Reebok rebrand. Because the patch stayed on after the Reebok rebrand when they changed up the jersey, but the patch was still there. Correct. And I think the third jersey they came out with, which was the retro jersey, which is now the, the new home jersey. When the, I think when they did that, they changed the logo to with the NY uh, logo. They added those four stripes to the stick. Bingo. Right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> ding, ding. Right. Okay. And then now, you, you can even continue to the third jersey now. The, the four stripes are on the bottom of the stick. Yep. yep. The tape of the stick, yeah. I counted that as the same just because it's the same it's concept. Same. It's a different apply, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. I was like, yep, that guy doesn't need this as multiple choice. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and that just touches on a nerve as to why I love and I think people love jersey design as well as like sometimes they hide things. And if you talk to the right people or if you like just kind of think there and be like, is those four stripes on the stick intentional or just a coincidence? Right. Usually there's somebody that made that decision, you know, and I think that's yeah. what's cool. Yeah. Like these whole yeah. uh blackout jerseys, you know, that are coming up. Uh mm. that's what I'm calling. Well, maybe that's what the stars are calling them too. To me, they look like the color rush of the NFL has invaded the NHL. And, yeah, I think so. Uh have you noticed that on that color rush jersey on the inside collar they have come and take it with mm -hmm. like a little logo and that's actually the flag from the alamo in texas right so right, kind of yeah. like callback slash you know nod to texas history which is kind of neat you know yeah so. for sure and, and they also have the the lone star on the collar on the outside yep. collar on the left i think yeah yep yeah that's pretty cool yeah it reminded yeah, like me the... of when uh Chicago added four stars to the collar on their yeah. stadium jerseys for the four that's stars right. of the Chicago flag. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's the one plus for sure that um, I think it started with Reebok, but I think uh, Adidas really ran with it. The hanger effect yep. kind of stuff going on. So, yeah, that that's that's cool. It's a, a nice nod to the history or the local area and the... Yeah, I think that's that's a real cool nod to the local fans for sure. For sure. But yeah, such a, talking about those um, new blackout jerseys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Color Rush or Inner City or whatever they want to call them or uh, City jerseys like the NBA has. Right. Yeah, I think it's following that same pattern. They see the success on that, so they probably thought, why not? Let's try yeah. to do something similar. But I think um, it's also up to the individual team because this is their third jersey. It's not like they're fourth reverse retro type thing it's it's their identity their third so i think that's what they kind of lean towards uh, we can do that as part of the identity keep it our own uh right kind of thing and honestly i i kind of like it. it it's a little for the, you, you know they're going after that demographic of you know 20 and under kind of look for the for the kids and trying to uh get something to, to get them to buy because their their normal jersey set is is pretty traditional that's yep. uh, you know for broader fan base or an older fan base so i see why they went in that direction and the same thing with tampa 
when Tampa did their blackout kind of storm theme jersey, it was a kind of similar idea. But now it looks yeah. like everything is going black. So I don't know if <laughs> I know there's a lot of guys out there that, that hate black, but yeah, it seems like the new trend again. That lightning one is a perfect example. And I'm glad you raised that point about how this is like the star's third Jersey, because that's kind of like the second team this summer to announce the third Jersey after the Vegas golden Knights with their mm-hmm. version of the mustard cat, basically. And with Tampa, like that, blackout one that they're using right now as their third i think the only reason people might not like it well lots of reasons people don't like or like jerseys i shouldn't say only reason but it's a little bit like to me like the wild wing where it's hard just to see it from a certain distance and um, that that's a little weird to me but at the same time i i like how like contrast this new uh mm. stars jersey is but it it's kind of funny i saw this funny <laughs> meme floating around out there and it's like we have the set and it's a picture of the vegas golden knights jersey and then the dallas stars jersey and next to it is a bag of doritos and a mountain uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. yeah that was great <laughs> that's true yeah it's very true yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. And it's maybe they picked up on that whole thing with the Tampa jersey that the contrast was a little too too small. You know, it wasn't enough contrast in that one. So they thought right. maybe, you know, let's brighten it up. <laughs> let's brighten it up a lot <laughs> and see, uh, see what it way. looks like. <laughs> Turn it all the way up. Everything's but, yeah. bigger in Texas. Let's go. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. So here's... Here's your next question, TJ. Uh, it definitely relates to jersey design as well. Okay. And uh, you've got a love for the 90s. So, you know, as far as 90s vintage jerseys go, they featured some pretty wild designs. And, you know, we all know that somehow the ugly ones sometimes become the most desirable. Mm-hmm. And one way they pulled off this ugly in some people's minds is they used a gradient style pattern and Mm -hmm. my question for you is can you name three jerseys from the 90s that used a gradient style pattern oh okay yeah this is um i guess it's the the original third jersey program from the 90s pretty much yeah right so we have all three i think we're we're there um the vancouver right vancouver canucks you guys call them the salmon jerseys the salmon skate that's right right the salmon jerseys all right so that had gradient um burger king i mentioned it before Uh burger king had the the gradient and the other one ah yeah the um, the penguins the penguins third jersey that's right the robo yeah that's it yeah they had the the yellow to gray and the Fading stripe on on the one side, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those well, some, I don't know. The ugliest one of the three, I think, was basically the Kings jersey. I mean, I really like the the Canucks jersey. Oh man, I I, I love that salmon skate. In fact, one of my friends uh, in the jersey world is sending me a '96 uh, number beret salmon skate right now. Oh. So I'm oh, so excited man. to get it. Uh, That's awesome. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah, those, those are great. Those are beautiful. And I like them more than the other um, gradient one that came out with yeah. some years later. That's yeah, what that's I thought might trip you up one. on this question is because the Orca one was made and that's what most people consider the gradient jersey. But in reality, ah, that came okay. out in 2000 and ah, okay. uh, <laughs> it doesn't qualify for the 90s. That's how I phrase the question. But also because people never really saw the salmon skate for so long when they see it they're like yeah. oh my god that one's so much better and i'm like hell yeah uh, yeah yeah they did a great job on that i i think that was probably the best one of, of the whole class it's really. my favorite yeah. jersey for sure <laughs> of all time uh, of all time yeah definitely because wow. like right. i love uh um, like the color pop and that had yeah. like all the players that I liked on the team that also mm. wore the Sam skate. Uh, okay. So like, I just kind of want the 94 Stanley cup finals, Trevor Linden. Don't get me wrong, but I just right. think every player in that Jersey, McGillney, Linden, McLean, Beret, they like, it all just looks amazing. Yeah, the kid on that, they just did it right. They, they did it 100%. Uh, the, even though the numbers are block numbers, it just fits. It all fits well. It goes, it plays right off the logo. They didn't change the logo, right? They kept the logo the same. I think that might have added to it too. But yeah, for sure. And, and the other ones, well, the other ones stayed in the league for a while. Like the Penguins one turned into their road jersey. Uh, the Boston Bruins one they, they wore for 10, 12 years or something. So, yep. Yeah, the other ones stayed around, but I think that one, too bad they maybe because of the rebrand, but that, that was a great one. Meanwhile, the Islanders picket at the doors of the Coliseum and get the fishermen <laughs> removed like the exactly. year later. You know? uh, it's uh, interesting how they either do or don't, you know, exactly. like stand the test of time and stuff like that. So, all right. Well, you're already in the win column. Um, so All right. Two for two. Let's go for the But I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I was gonna ask you about um, the Vegas Golden Knights and like what was the reason for that being maybe like a controversial name for them to pick and stuff. But uh, mm. now I'm gonna try to switch it up on you and I'm gonna ask you something maybe more about like European hockey because you're over in Europe and okay. um, you know maybe the league that's closest to what you're watching right now is the elite ice hockey league out of England maybe not okay. but the mm -hmm. the question this is going to be pretty hard is what team in the OHL Ontario Hockey League shares mm -hmm. its name with a now defunct team in what used to be called the Ice Hockey Super League from 1998 to 2003. Wow. Yeah, that one I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. I'm going to go with, well, I don't know if they even played in that in this league, but I'm going to go out with the Belfast Giants. <laughs> I was looking for London Knights. Okay, yeah, of course. And what's interesting uh, follow-up to that, because, you know, I thought maybe when you were in Europe and giving me England times, you were in England, and I also noticed you had, like, ah. a, like a Stratford um, team hockey uh, jersey. Okay, yes. And I was like, well, that's the same colors as your logo. Maybe you're, like, a closet Stratford hockey fan, and I didn't know. <laughs> but, um, but 
the interesting thing about that whole league that's over in England is mm. uh, the Elite Ice Hockey League was formed in 2003. So okay. the year after teams like the London Knights folded, a new league was born. And this league now exists and it's 10 teams and it's the only professional league with representation from all four nations of the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. So, a that's little bit of trivia with the trivia. Yeah. All right. But that's why I saved that one for last, man, because that one was crazy obscure. Oh, that was cool. I, I'd prefer the Vegas one, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, on that note, I, I am curious too. Uh, this is our second episode. And going on that theme and jerseys and stuff, I always like to ask guests uh, who their favorite player is to have ever worn the mm. number at whatever episode we're on. So I'm curious who your favorite player to ever wear the number two is and why. Okay. All right. Well, I have to confess you kind of told me ahead of time, but I didn't have to think. Uh, to me, right away, number two, I'm an Islanders fan, so I had to go with Rich Pilon. Rich Pilon, to me, I grew up watching him. I mentioned uh, the 93 run. He was part of that team. He wasn't wearing number two at the time. I think in those days he was wearing 47. or uh, In the Fisherman jersey, he was wearing number two. Uh, so that's how I kind of remember him. And he was, uh, he was a fan favorite for sure on the island. He was a great man. He was a great heart and soul player for that team. Yeah, you're going to have to explain why he was a fan favorite, though, uh, beyond oh. just saying that. Because just for our listeners, if you look up Rich Pilon and you look up his stats, it's hilarious to me, some of the ah. stuff that shows up here. Yeah. For example, oh, yeah. there was never a season where he had more shots than games played. And <laughs> uh, he, if you ask Islanders fans, okay, who's the number one in goals, assists, games played, plus minus, and penalty minutes? Uh, every single answer is either Brian Trottier or Mike Bossy. And then Rich Pilon pulls in at number two, <laughs> our all time. <laughs> penalty minutes as an Islander and I'm like what the hell's going on and it's like games yes. played uh, 60 goals 1 a six, <laughs> 4 penalty minutes 126 <laughs> right. games played, 65 goals 1 penalty minutes 183 and yeah. just, like, there's whole seasons he had no goals like at all oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he spent more time in the box than he did on the ice 631 games played and he had eight goals. Yeah. Eight yeah. goals and 1745 penalty minutes. That's My it. Man. That's it. Yes. Yes. That's the golden age of the enforcer right there for sure. Yeah, he was uh yeah, he was he you know what it was too? I remember when he really broke out. Um he was um on the team before ninety three before ninety three. He was on the team from 90 or 89 90 but he didn't really break out he was known as the enforcer back then i think that was uh, i'm looking at the stats now the first season he was on the islanders he, 242 
penalty minutes. No <laughs> so goals. Kind of, no goals. <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget watching that 93 uh, game seven versus Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't know if you'll recall it, but he, in the first period of that game, um, he ran full speed, crashed into head-to-head and knocked out of the game. I don't know if it was Stevens or Samuelson, but he, he ran into one of those guys full steam and straight up knocked the guy out and he fell down midair, fell down flat on his face, broke his face. The game was delayed for like 20 minutes while they were trying to get the guy off the ice. And since then, he was like a legend because he was he was a beast. The dude was a total beast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly, I think that was one of the major things that helped the Islanders win that game. Because after that play, the whole arena was like in shock (laughs) from what happened. And so the Islanders got the lead. They they were winning like four to two going into the third, and the, they the Penguins tied it up like with two minutes left. They tied it up four four, and then over time they won. But that was the play that really set the tone for that game seven. Oh man, what a great way yeah. to tell that story! And I mean, that's what enforcers uh, that's the, do yeah. to a game. And I was trying to look up the clip you were talking about. So I just <laughs> put in YouTube, uh, Rich Pilon hit, and the first two results are Rich Pilon destroys Eric Lindros, and the next one is Kevin Stevens' face that's injury. Kevin <laughs> Stevens, that's like, it. That was the one. Yeah. Those are the memories that you carry 20, 30 years later. It's like, yeah, you remember that. You know, but you don't remember the <laughs> you don't remember the game tying goal or the <laughs> or the first goal of the game. You remember that. That's the play that you remember. So, yeah, I, I grew up watching that and, and had him. I've got his fisherman jersey. I think I've got his game-worn practice practice jersey of us. So, it's yeah. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if all the blood in that jersey is his. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, TJ, I just want to say, you know, thanks so much for coming on and talking threads, talking twill, talking twill. Yeah, and polyester, I've enjoyed every minute of this. It's really fun to talk to another addict and fan and Byron Teller as yourself. So, you know, before we sign off on the episode, uh, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can find us online at www.hockeyjerseyaddicts.com. Instagram at Hockey Jersey Addicts, Facebook, same thing. And TJ, why don't you tell all of our listeners out there how they can find you? Um, yeah, you can get me, uh, let's see, follow me on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, all the same handle. It's um, Twill and Polyester Jerseys. Uh, and the eBay shop too, same name. So uh, yeah, pick, pick your poison. You can get me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's twill a n d polyester right correct yes yes spelled out well thanks again tj really appreciate you coming on uh enjoy thrifting those stores over in spain let me know yeah not too many hockey jerseys here (laughs) and uh thanks for coming on we'll talk again soon i appreciate it all right man same here thank you thank you very much (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
Man, the whole time I'm talking to you, I've just been letting this Kevin Stevens face and I'm just like, holy crap, what happened to this guy? He got destroyed. But it's funny you said that because it's kind of reminds me of like, you're so right. Like what I remember about Paul Correa is his breath going yeah. on in his eyes from that hit by Scott Stevens, right? Yes, like, yes. It, those things were iconic parts of hockey where he then comes yes. back and scores an OT. Oh my God. 